Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Shane Hallam. Uh, Kane is not still on vacation, he's not still in Mexico. He just, you know, caught the sickness down there. He got sick, you know, traveling multiple times and over the course of multiple days. It's what happens. He was on our second podcast, so if you do want to. Join our Discord and sign up for the Secret Shopper program for twenty-five bucks for an entire year. Uh, you can you can get that and hear Kane's voice, but uh, we'll force him to be back next week. Don't worry with that. But I do have Nelly with me. Nelly, how's it going, man? Uh, it's it's been a week since we did our Debbie round four through six drafts. Yeah, no, it's going it's going well. I, that was fun. That was probably one of my favorite podcasts. I like talking about. I like talking about guys that you don't hear talked about very much. I think that's when it gets fun. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, look, we had some hard decisions in that draft, so it was fun. It was a good time. But since Kane's not here, we're going to talk rookies. I think people are in that mode now that the all-star game circuit is over. Should have uh, combine invites should next week. Um, should be out, you know, Super Bowl's coming up. So we figure, you know, instead of just doing the top guys and talking about that or doing another rookie mock, we want to talk about maybe some sleepers, more underrated players that over the next couple months you could see maybe rise through the process. Maybe you want to keep an eye on, see at the combine, see some of the buzz in the interviews, see, uh, look at the visits. And maybe these are players, if you do have a rookie draft before the NFL draft or even after, hey, these could be good players to uh, to keep an eye on. So we can go position by position, just kind of hit, you know, quarterback and tight end probably won't be many. Uh, maybe running back and receiver will hit a couple. We'll see how it goes. We'll be pretty quick and get on out of here. So, Nelly, do you want, do you want to start with QB? Uh, is, there, is there any quarterback that you have? <laughs> <laughs> you know, outside of the big kind of four or five here, it, it gets dicey pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I mean, like, quarterback is very tough. I think, uh, like, if you want to find the Brock Purdy of this class, like that sort of thing where a guy is like, he could step in and win you games and teams could fall in love with that if the cards break right, I think – the leading candidate is the guy who won the C- the MVP at the Senior Bowl, Jay Kaner. I-, I don't think he's super toolsy, but he's a gamer, um, and and I think that's pretty similar to how Brock Purdy was was viewed. I still, I don't really think he qualifies for this topic because I still won't draft him. Um, but quarterback is tough. I mean, unless he somehow sneaks into like day two capital. Um, 
surprisingly, which I don't know, seems unlikely, but Jay Kaner is interesting, was pretty productive. Um, you know, maybe he's the Bailey Zappi of this group where Jay Kaner can go in the fourth round and gets in a decent situation. You're like, eh, you know, maybe he gets a shot and looks good. Uh, so I, I like that. Mine's probably a, a deeper, a deeper take. Uh, a player wasn't even at the Senior Bowl, and that's Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback for Purdue. Um, like right now, I have Jay Kaner as my QB six. Aiden O'Connell is my QB ten, but I feel confident in terms of like size, tools, arm. I think Aiden O'Connell is, you know, is like that late round quarterback that could do something. I like him more than the Tanner McKee love that pro football focus still for some reason keeps putting him in first round. Of <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Terry. He wasn't at an all-star game. I don't know what happened with him. No, I I mean, I have like Max Duggan and Jaron Hall ahead of Aiden O'Connell, but both those guys um, I think will be appropriately rated. I think Aiden O'Connell could be a riser through the process, maybe even pass some of those quarterbacks I mentioned and be right there with Jake Hayner even though no one's talking about O'Connell right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. He fended off some decent quarterbacks at Purdue, um, and he was productive. So, But that's why quarterback sucks. It's it's not good this year. It's not good. So let's move to a much better position. Let's talk running back, and we can actually talk about guys that can make an NFL impact at the running back position. Um, it's, it's a deep group. It's a good group. We've been touting this running back group. I think they're, I think it's coming to fruition here as much as people want to bash this draft class. What do you got? Who's, who's your underrated running back that could rise here in the next couple months? Um, I think this is probably relatively chalk, but I do think it is Roshan Johnson. I, I think when we talk here, I think we're talking about guys who are going to get drafted higher than significantly higher than the fantasy community perceives them. And and Roshan Johnson is fits that bill because he was he was Bijan's backup for years, um, but he's big, he's athletic. He was a former high quarterback recruit to Texas. Um, he was still productive even though he was Bijan's backup, and he's been getting a lot of a lot more draft buzz recently. And sometimes that's noise, but I think it's more. Uh, it's been enough noise now where I'll start to buy in and. And buy him if I can. If if you're drafting players before, like before the NFL draft happens. If you ask me, let's say you ask me to list five running backs that are going to get drafted in the top 100, and you'll pay me 50 bucks for every running back I get right. I have to pay you 100 bucks for everyone I get wrong. I think the first four are fairly easy for me: Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Devin the Chain. I probably put Zach Charbonnet there. I think Roshan Johnson is probably my fifth pick. Like I, I feel more confident of him getting. We make the joke on the Discord all the time. Like every running back has day two potential, right? Like yeah, like we, we got fifteen running backs day two potential. I feel more confident with him than than I do with even Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, Tajay Spears, Kendrick Miller, um, and all those guys might go day two. I feel more confident in Roshan Johnson. I think from a you know from a physical standpoint. 6'1", 225, like, and he moves well. I'm with you. I think I think the fantasy community is still selling him short of what he will be. Yeah, and I don't think 
I think there's buzz. I think he's going to slowly rise, right? But I don't think it will it, – it won't reach a peak until the draft happens, right? Like I think he's going to be consistently undervalued until the draft does happen. Um, so I think despite the buzz that's starting to build up, I, there's definitely a window, right? Like if you're in a league right now, a startup where you're drafting rookies right away, like he's going to be phenomenal value because you're going to be able to get him at like – rookie running back 12 to 15 and he's going to go higher than that rookie drafts yeah i i agree mine's tough yeah it's tough i'm definitely down between a couple and none of them i particularly like love but feel like the draft capital could be there um i'll i'll go a little chalk first and then i'll, I'll dig a little bit deeper but um i'll Go with one of Kane's favorites. It's Kenny McIntosh, the running back out of Georgia. I think our podcast has been touting Kenny McIntosh as a Debbie player before this year. C2C's like draft him. He's got to get draft capital. Uh, and though Tajay Spears maybe had the buzz at the senior bowl with some big runs and shifty film, and Kenny McIntosh took some hits. He caught the football. He had a, a pretty solid game uh, in the senior bowl game. And he played at Georgia. He was he was their top running back, productive running back, um, can catch the football. I Once again, I think the fantasy community is selling him short. And similar to Roshan Johnson, I, I don't think the peak it will come until the draft. Like I think both Roshan Johnson and Kenny McIntosh aren't going to blow up the combine and be the talk of the combine. But I think you look at their RAS score and you're like, oh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a high yellow or it's a low green, right? Um which which we'll talk about the RAS score down the line. So I think McIntosh realistically has a, 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 as good, if not better, chance than some of these running backs people are drafting in the round one of rookie drafts right now or in a startup like, like Zach Evans and Sean Tucker. Kenny McIntosh has, probably is going to get drafted over some of those guys. Um, I, and I feel like we might not know it until it happens. Similar to James Cook last year, a lot of people kind of expected – can they get drafted day two, but not be as drafted as high as uh, as he was? And you know, I guess what Kenny McIntosh is going to be this year. Yeah, I think that's another good call. Both those guys are like they're kind of boring or bland, as opposed to like, I mean, they're four four year guys at at blue chip programs where they were never absolutely studs or the guys, but those guys are always undervalued as opposed to like second tier school guys who are early declares and they have this beautiful production profile. I mean, I fall into this trap too, but like these guys, uh, the, the blue chippers who were never super productive, they're just, they're undervalued compared to how the, how the NFL views them. And any other running backs that you want to hit that you're. Uh, I feel like at this point, I can't say Tajay Spears. Like if we did this two weeks ago, I would have said Tajay Spears and I would have felt great about it right now. I've been drafting right. him in rookie mocks in like the late third, like the whole off season so far, but obviously he blew up at the senior bowl, weighed in at 204, which we love to see. Um, I, give me a guy like, if Travis Dye gets drafted, I think I think he could be one of those guys who who makes a fifty three. He can play special teams. He can be a backup, and he can be the type of guy who can be productive if if an injury happens. Like I don't think he's getting drafted in rookie drafts right now, but he was 
I mean, he was good at Oregon. He was good this year at, at USC before he got hurt. He can catch the ball. He can kind of do it all. I, I always liked Travis Dye. I thought he played well this year. I liked the film. Uh, I was happy to see him get you know an all-star invite kind of late because he was an older guy without eligibility. Um, and I thought he did decent. It wasn't anything mind-blowing. But I'm with you. Like Good situation, sixth, seventh round. Those guys get drafted in rookie drafts. Um, I'll go with another senior bowler who, who did. I, I don't think anyone even talked about him all week. It was Chris Rodriguez, the running back from Kentucky. Um, 224. I, I actually fumbled in the game. Wasn't great. I think the NFL is much higher on Chris Rodriguez than the fantasy community is, like significantly. I, I don't see Rodriguez get drafted sometimes in four-round rookie mocks. People don't even take him. Uh, I don't even take him. But uh, if he gets drafted fourth, fifth round, I, I think there's a real possibility that he can get drafted over people that you're taking you know, above him, um, like an Eric Gray, like a Deuce Vaughn, people that I've rated above Chris Rodriguez. I think NFL teams, there, there got to be teams that want that inside tough runner. And this draft, I mean, outside of Roshan Johnson, uh, Chris Rodriguez is the has the biggest weight of any running back in my top 23. It's Roshan Johnson and Chris Rodriguez, right? So, like, you're getting a power runner uh, unless you draft – 245 pound Tavian Thomas, I guess, uh, is what he came in at uh, for the shrine. Um, so I think Chris Rodriguez, uh, but I, you know, there's other guys, other guys I like to Evan Hall, I don't know, Dwayne McBride still, Mel Kuyper's number two running back in the class. So I don't know. What is that he means. really? Wow. Yes, that he is. We'll see. We'll see if a change I think Mel's due for an update here, but, um, <laughs> Dwayne McBride over Jameer Gibbs is a take. I'll say that. Yeah. If we want to get deep cut, I mean, Keith Mitchell's not super deep cut, but I think he's kind of arbitrage. Devin Chain, like small track star, uh, but I mean, is a better runner than you would think. It's not just pure athlete. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Jazavian Valade? Xavian Valade, yeah. Xavian Valade. Seems like there should be a third syllable in the first name. Yeah, they're, they're um, like, there might be. I might be. Right. <laughs> um, X Valde. Uh he's pretty explosive out of Arizona State. A little bit undersized, but he did it at Wyoming too. Good pass catcher. And Tyan Evans out of Louisville, formerly at Tennessee, he's super deep cut. But another type of guy who like big, uh, relatively athletic can catch the ball. I don't think he gets drafted, but if he's on a fifty three, I'd want to roster him. I think Xavier Valade gets drafted, so I'm there. I had him my seven round mock this week. In the seventh round, yeah, deep cuts to Eric Prince from Tulsa. I had a really good week at the Shrine. Um, Titus Swen, Wyoming, also had a really good Shrine game. Sir Roderick Thompson from Texas Tech came up from the NFLPA to the Senior Bowl, had an 18 yard run. Uh, I kind of like his shiftiness. He's like smaller, but he has some size. Is kind of interesting. And then um, I don't know what. I feel like I need to find a small school running back because I usually love those guys. And there's just it's, Harvard's it's, got it's, a back. Who's Harvard's running back? Uh, Aiden, Aiden Borget. I'll, I'll I'll pass. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go with uh, EJ Burgess from Franklin Pierce. How about that? That's my 
he, he's go. not going to get signed to a team. That's, yeah, no, he's my favorite too. <laughs> Let's go to receiver. Uh, any any the underrated receivers that can rise up through the process. I think we definitely had, you know, some some shifting here a little bit with the All Star Game circuit. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, this is this guy's the first guy who came to mind with this podcast topic. It's Tyler Scott, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. That was mine uh, too, man. Yeah. yeah, like I didn't know who he was until two months ago, and I feel like I have a pretty good knowledge of the landscape because of college fantasy football. But he's a three year guy, right? So he didn't make it to any of these showcases, he wasn't eligible for him. His production profile is not terrible. It's slightly below average, I would say. Um, but he had a very good third year at Cincinnati market share wise, because they didn't pass the ball as much. He's getting mocked in the second round by guys who know what they're doing. I, I like, he is like not even going in some rookie drafts that I've seen like a second round wide receiver. Worst case scenario is Tyquan Thornton in terms of like draft value, who was going like what, like third round last year. I think you that's worst case scenario right now with, with Tyler Thornton or sorry, Tyler Scott. I mean, and he's, he's much better than Tyquan Thornton was as a player. Uh, I, 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 mean, I tweeted out when, when I tweet that uh, January 25th. So I don't know. That was a week and a half ago. But like fantasy players need to watch him, just watch him. And you'll be like, this guy's an NFL starter. Cause he is. Like he's that fast. He's he reminds me a lot of Deontay Johnson coming out of uh, you know when Deontay Johnson Toledo is that right? It was I think Penn it's State? Toledo. It's, yeah, one of those blue and one of those blue and yellow Mac schools. The Ohio Mac therapy. schools sometimes get me. It's like when the colors are the same and they're from the same place that that's where I get messed up. I get TCU Kansas State confused sometimes. Yeah, in my head. purple. Uh, but yeah, I mean Tyler Scott like so explosive off the line. Yeah, I I think he. You know what I mean, make a, a a bold take. I don't know. I mean, this. No, I, mean, I think it. it's bold for the fantasy community. I think Tyler Scott gets drafted over Keishon Boutte in the NFL draft. And if that happens, what are you doing? Are you going to take Keishon Boutte at the one eleven still? You know, and then I'll depends take how close Scott. it is. I'll take Tyler Scott at the two hundred five. You know, two hundred six. I think that I mean maybe that's where he's going. I like you could probably get him for even cheaper than that. Right, and now, right, here's the thing. right now I've got him in the fourth in some of these rookie boxes. I mean, yeah, that's if you go and draft right now, like you can get him when like people are drafting like irrelevant NFL players that will never matter. Like people just don't know his name. Yeah, uh, I'm doing some redrafts. So I'm going to take him in the last round. Like just you know, why not? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was mine too, and you. I, it's such it's such a good one right now because no one's talking about them. Um, yeah, man, I feel like I got to go pretty far down the list for like anyone that's semi. I, f- I feel like isn't getting too much buzz. I, I mean, I, I guess we'll go back to senior bowl guys. Um, I, feel, I feel like Jaden Reed's still on the fantasy radar, right, from Michigan State. But I do think Michael Wilson out of Stanford had as good, if not better, of a week at the Senior Bowl, and isn't is getting talked about in draft circles more than fantasy circles. Though a lot of the people that were down there in Mobile are talking about Michael Wilson. I came in six two two sixteen, 
not very productive at Stanford. He was hurt this year. They had a crappy quarterback in Tanner McKee. I'll bash Tanner McKee as much as I can on this podcast. Um, but like Wilson was getting open and looking like he was 180 pounds in some of these one-on-ones. Had a huge game. Should have been the game MVP over Jake Hayner, by the way. I think Michael Wilson should have won it. Um, another guy that's just not getting drafted in rookie mocks right now until the fifth round. Does it go day two? Probably not. But round four, then you start looking at them. You know, you start looking at those guys at the end of the third round of uh, rookie drafts. So I'll go Michael Wilson um, as an underrated pick. Yeah, I think that's fair. Those Stanford wide receivers are like – they were the two names I was most surprised to see at the Senior Bowl um, because they just didn't really do anything there because of lots of circumstances, but in part Tanner McKee. Um, how about how about Trey Palmer out in Nebraska? I think the biggest thing with Trey Palmer is he's going to run very, very fast at the combine, and the NFL loves speed at the wide receiver position. So I think this is the type of guy who could like get drafted in the third round. I think we're going to see a bunch of wide receivers taken in the third round that we don't see coming because there is such a drop-off after what we perceive as the top few tiers. Like There's just like a massive pool of guys who it could be. So give me the guy with speed that the NFL is going to love. I think – it's one of those situations where the NFL is going to value him more than the fantasy community will. Um, and, and that makes sense, right? A lot of these speed guys don't necessarily transition to, to high fantasy scorers. Um, but I mean, give me draft capital when I can take it over uh, like a late round dart throw. No, I, I, I think it's, I think it's very fair. Like Trey Palmer, didn't have a great senior bowl week, but like you said, has the speed, has the production. I think that profiles well for him. I wouldn't be overly surprised if Trey Palmer goes round three. Um, I, I think there's a lot of receivers in that range where it's like they ever seen round three and round four might not be that that much. So I think that's good. I, I think the rest of mine are decently deep. <laughs> so um like here, here's here's a I guess I'll say here's a name that an old Debbie name, you know, that uh, some people try to jump on myself included. Uh, and he never had the production. That's Kiaris Jackson, the receiver from Georgia. Once again, you, you know, talk about speed selling. Kiaris Jackson might be a four, three speed player at 200 pounds. If I think if that happens, the buzz starts again. Like I don't, I don't know if Kiaris Jackson is going to be a great fantasy receiver. Maybe not. But if he gets in a good situation, becomes a deep threat, he could be one of those players that, hey, injuries happen in front of him. He comes on and you're signing him off waivers. Um, so maybe it's a little bit of a deep cut. Uh, I mean, he's wide receiver 33 on my rankings right now. But, uh, like, he's probably the fastest in this, this kind of blah late round to undrafted group. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know. I've got I've got two more like guys who pr- might not even get drafted, but like I would be over the moon if they did. Uh, Trey Shropshire from uh, UAB. I forget which game he played in, but I, it may have been the Hula Bowl. But he he did well. He he was productive. UAB just didn't throw the ball very much, so it was a market share sort of thing. My favorite deep cut guy is Tyler Hudson out of Louisville. 
yeah. super productive at Central Arkansas, which is uh, D1 AA, uh, FCS it is, um, for three years and then transferred to Louisville and, and had another fantastic year. Um, so production profile is spotless. It's just the draft capital is certainly in question there. Yeah. Uh, pulling out the Hula Bowl, Nelly. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Hula actually had a good, had a good roster this year. Uh, so uh, their they're scouting staff did incredibly well. Yeah. Um, I'll, 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 I'll toss a couple, like, probably aren't getting drafted, but if they do, I'll be very excited. Uh, Keelan Harris from Oklahoma Baptist. You know, Andre Yacivas is my small school receiver that has my heart, but Keelan Harris is probably next. Uh, six foot, 180. Uh, I think he was, I think he was at the Shrine of the NFLPA. Um, very fast and out of his breaks, good hands. Like the small school guy that I'll overhype and won't do anything in the NFL, it's probably going to be him. And two more that are, are turning me Jason Brownlee out of Southern Miss. Uh, 6'3", 202. He was pretty productive there at Southern Miss this year. Got a combine invite, which is usually a good sign that a guy has a decent shot to get drafted. He had a really good all-star circuit. And then Jared Wayne from Pitt, um, I think is a slight analytical darling with his market share at, at, at Pitt with how bad the pit passing game was this year. Um, Jared Wayne, you know, big rangy receiver is an interesting one. So if you know, those guys get drafted, I might be interested. I love those names. I love those names. Uh, any, any tight ends for you? Um, I don't think this is deep cut, but Luke Musgrave is probably still undervalued in fantasy. Um, like I think there's a good chance he goes in the first round in the NFL. And for fantasy, like what do we love it for tight ends? We love size. We love athleticism. I mean, that's like, first and foremost, that's what matters uh, and draft capital. And he is like, he's the most athletic tight end in the class. And he's one of the biggest ones too. Um, so like, I mean, you can get him in like the mid to late third I've seen in rookie drafts right now. He's going to be a second round rookie pick, or at least he should be. Um, so he's undervalued. Uh, do you have any thoughts on him? I mean, I'm a big fan because I, I think he's probably going to have the best Raz score of any tight end in this class, just the the size with the athleticism, like you said. Um, maybe he won't be run as fast as some of the other tight ends, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll go in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, he could, but uh, I think play, only playing two games this year, teams might be a little gun shy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he deserves all that praise, so I'm there. Sound sound like you had another one. Are you were you were you ready for one more or uh no. Okay. Do you have okay. off the top of your head? I'm pulling up a list of tight yeah, ends right now. I, I got two two guys that I think have a shot at maybe day two capital. Uh one's definitely not being talked about at all. That's Luke Seanmaker from Michigan. Um got hurt late in the season. But beat out um, Eric All, who was kind of the, the draft buzz guy before the season, ended up transferring. But Sean Maker uh, went to the Shrine game. Word on the street is he actually was invited to the Senior Bowl and turned it down for the Shrine. Him and Zay Flowers were the only two. So, you know, 6'5", 250. He is definitely more of like a, a blocking red zone tight end. But if he gets drafted round three, 
I mean, no one's taken Luke Shawnmaker. I think he's going to, you know, he, he would move up the board. And, and the other is a, a senior bowl standout, and that was, that was Payne Durham from Purdue. Did much better than I expected. I, I thought, oh, you know, what, what is this invite? There are a couple of those this year. Michael Wilson, we mentioned, was another one that, like, ended up doing really well. I mean, Payne Durham was, like, blocking well. He was making catches, should have had a touchdown in the game, was an inch short of getting a touchdown in the game, uh, but had some impressive 11-on-11 touchdown receptions in practice. Uh, I think Payne Durham pretty squarely is my tight end seven in the class after a a top six that is a step up from him. Uh, I think third round, he has a shot. Yeah. I, I had him on a couple uh, C2C rosters this year, so I have a bit of a soft spot for him. He was a name that came to mind. Um, I don't know if this this isn't deep cut, but you can, it's pretty foolproof to just draft Iowa tight ends. Um, so Sam Laporta fits that bill this year, right? Like that school just breeds tight ends. Uh, he might not be the most athletic guy, which is a knock, I would say. Like, he's not going to test out, out of this world like we've seen from Iowa tight ends in the past. But, I mean, I I don't know. It's, tight end's tough, as you said. Well, I think Laporta has a shot at the second round. Like, he's got, he's going to go day two. That's worth drafting an Iowa tight end that goes day two, right? <laughs> you got you to take a chance. Yeah. So don't go day one. You can draft your Iowa tight ends. Noah Fant has has heard. Well, T.J. Hawkinson's done enough, right? He's he's uh, yeah, he's on his he's on the road to redemption. He's he's going tight end two and redraft right now. So get ready, buckle up. Uh, d- deep cut wise, it's a little tough. Brenton Strange from Penn State was a surprise declare after four years. Flashed a little bit, but you know it's never the like super athletic type. Oh, I've got one. Uh, Davis right. Allen at Clemson, I think, has gotten more buzz than I expected. And also, he was pretty good yeah. this year. Like they threw they threw the ball to tight ends much more than I than I anticipated them this year. And and part of that is potentially scheme, but part of that is being good enough to demand that. Like those Clemson wide receivers are like not terrible, so to be able to put up the production he did. And he's getting buzz as well. Well, bold, t- right. Hot take. Uh, Davis Allen's this year's drew sample. He goes like round two and we're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but look, but then you'd be right. Then you nailed it. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, teams it's going with like slightly underproducing guys from blue chip schools is like, a pretty good method to get better draft capital than expected. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely fair. Yeah. I I don't know if I have any more Princeton fans, Tennessee, you like ran for six touchdowns this year. I don't know. Maybe maybe he Connor Hayward's it into a touchdown or two. (laughs) Yeah. Connor Hayward. Not sure how many fantasy rosters he's on. Unfortunately. I got, I got him on one. That's like, (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those like C2C where your NFL roster is like way too big. And you're like, I don't know. I'm never going to start them, but yeah, might as well. <laughs> might as well. Uh, all right. There, there you go. There, there's, uh, there's the main part of the show. Um, I, I could do a quick, quick history minute if you want. Nelly. Yeah. Give it to uh, us. Do you know that 
and I, I like I I heard this story. I researched it, and I was like, man, I got to do this for history minute. Did you know that that fire can be not on the visible spectrum, like you you cannot be able to see it. So. <laughs> No, right. Which would be wouldn't, wouldn't that be wild? Like fire for like all fire, you just couldn't see. Like we 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 probably have died off by now. <laughs> anyway, uh, where, where, where this comes from? So NASA for for space shuttles, um, they need hydrogen to power the space shuttle. So back in the Apollo missions, nineteen sixties, they kind of this long pipe that brought the hydrogen to the space shuttle. Well, if there was a leak. That's a big problem because hydrogen is very flammable and the fire that it creates is not on the visible spectrum of light. So you cannot see hydrogen in the air on fire. So today they have like special tape that changes color. If, if, if it gets you know, hot enough, like they have a lot of things. In the 1960s, the method to testing if where the hydrogen fire was, was to get a broom and wave it in front of you as you walked. If the broom caught on fire, that's where the hydrogen was. And that was their method if there was a hydrogen leak. So there's one story where literally for three days, the staff just had to wave brooms in front of them everywhere they went in NASA uh, because there was a hydrogen fire somewhere, but no one knew where. That's that's crazy. The broom method. Moon. I'll tell the you broom what, the broom, the broom, I like the broom method. That's That's... <laughs> That's pretty smart, considering it works. The time. It works. It works. <laughs> who needs the tape? All we need is a who, yeah. Who wants something safe? Like you, know, you can just walk in, just be on fire. Just you know, don't even know it. You need the broom. Uh, buy sell unknown stock. Um, you want you want to start, Nelly? You ready? Yeah, sure. I've got two of my three. I'll come up with the third one as I go. Uh, I'm Sorry. going NFL edition here. Uh, I'm buying. Uh, Calvin Ridley, um, this is a stance based on the fact that I am very confident he's going to be worth more on f- for week one of the season than he is right now. I, I think he's still a little bit undervalued, and that's just going to slowly climb throughout startup season. He's going to start going a little bit earlier and a little bit earlier, and then all of a sudden there's going to be camp buzz that he's Trevor Lawrence's number one wide receiver. Um when he's been on the field, he's been very good. He just hasn't been on the field for for a couple of years. So people are going to remember that. They're going to recognize that his value is going to go up. So I think he's a good buy now. Hold him, sell him at the start of the season, do whatever you want to, but you'll gain some value along the way. Um, my unknown stock is Cam Akers. Um, just very interesting case study, right? Like he tore his Achilles, major red flag. Um, was not very productive. Red flag. Like, asked for a trade and, like, wasn't even playing. Red flag. The Rams tried to trade for Christian McCaffrey. Red flag. All, all, despite all of that, he has had flashes where he's looked like a, a slightly above average NFL running back, and that's behind a bad Rams offensive line. He finished the season super strong this year, three or four performances to end the year where he was very good, similar to kind of what he did as, as a rookie. He's got another full offseason of recovery ahead of him where he can come back better than ever physically. Like, And he is, he's pretty cheap right now. Like At his cost, I don't think you can get more upside for a running back. So I think I'm buying, but I also don't necessarily think it's good process to buy, but also he's cheap enough that I think you can 
do whatever you want to with him. Um, selling, I will sell Rashad White. Um, I loved Rashad White coming out. I loved Rashad White. I mean, he would have been on this list of guys that we talked about today if we did this podcast last year. And he, he, it, everything kind of worked out well, right? He went in the third round. He went to a good situation. Leonard Fournette got hurt a little bit this year. The problem was he just wasn't very good. Like he just, the offensive line wasn't good, but like he, he was super inefficient. He didn't ever really show like juice or anything. He caught a bunch of dump offs from Tom Brady, which is no longer going to be a thing. And that's what provided a lot of his immediate value. I think best case scenario, they keep Fournette around and they split the backfield. I think worst case scenario, they draft a running back in this class. And there are 15 guys in this class that I think are better than him at this point. So uh, his value is pretty high. Let me – Shane gave a facial reaction. There. I, I gave him 15 running backs. Better. 15 running backs that could be better, like legitimately could. If they got drafted to the Bucks. I think would be better than him by the end of the year. Um, just because I really didn't – like he did not look good this year, and, and the numbers back that up as well. Um, so like best case scenario, I think he splits the backfield with Fournette. Worst case scenario, they bring in a free agent or they um, – draft a guy and I like I don't think his value will ever go up from where it is now. He's pretty valuable right now. Like you go look at keep trade cut, you go look at ADP right now. He's like running back 20 in that range. I, I'm selling at his current value because I don't think it's I don't think it's going anywhere but down. That's fair. Um it's interesting. I have some Rashad White I gotta make decisions on here if I want to sell him and you're you're kind of Kind of tempting me there. That's a good explanation. Uh, I'll go with some rookies. Uh, a couple we haven't talked about, some we have. My buy is Jordan Addison, which like might be like no duh. But I, I do think the odds are in his favor to be the top receiver off the board. Like I would probably move Quentin Johnston for him. I'd move Jamison Williams. I'd move uh, Hollywood Brown, Brandon IU, Christian Watson, kind of that wide receiver 22 ish range. I think I'd move for Addison. You know, maybe that's, maybe I'm not shooting high enough to be able to get him, but um, I think people are going to see the size, especially before the combine and start to sour on him as a fantasy producer. I think that's not a good move, right? We're, we're starting to see smaller receivers be able to do great things in fantasy. So maybe take advantage of that. Uh, my cell is one of uh, Nelly's picks in this podcast. That's Tajay Spears, just the hype. You know, it's not that I don't like Tajay Spears. I still, I think he's going to be on the borderline of day two, like a lot of these running backs. Um, but if you have him like a C2C, I, you know, maybe you could get a top supplemental pick for him while the hype's happening and end up getting one of these, you know, a top five freshman coming in something like that. I mean, Tajay Spears isn't really owned in Debbie too much. Um, but, you know, if, if you do have one of those formats, I think he's an interesting float out there and see if people want to jump on. And my unknown is Hendon Hooker, the quarterback of Tennessee. Um, I went back this week and watched some Hendon Hooker. Man, I, I like Hendon Hooker. Like, he is really good. He was, he was really good. You know, even when he was younger – he was better than I think people remember and just with the injury, um, not knowing the draft capital where he'll go. Like, I don't know if I want to buy in, but then there's a part of me. It's like, well, if he's drafted around three or something and rehabs and has a team where he could become a starter, like 
maybe I should invest a, a second round rookie pick in him, but it feels too high. I, I don't know. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's going to be a, a push and pull in these super flex leagues for sure. I kind of forgot about him. I, that's a, that's a great call. Like he would have been, if I remembered him, he, I probably would have mentioned him in the quarterback section. So, I mean, that's a good point. He, it completely off my mind. He didn't play in the, the showcases because he's still hurt, but no, great call. He was there. He was down in Mobile. He was, he was coaching guy. Like he was impressive. I think teams are going to be impressed, but like, I don't, I don't know where you take them. Um, Ah, man, I still like Kenan Hooker. All right, that, that's the show for this week. Kane will be back next week, hopefully. Uh, I don't know, unless he, he catches the bubonic plague and then that'll be my history minute. I don't know. Um, hopefully not, but uh, there you go. There's Debbie Marketplace. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Shane P. Hallam. Nelly is at, I don't know, give your give your Twitter handle. Well, how, do, how do you, what's the best way to... Yeah. A Nelly ticks. I think that's the easiest way to break it down. It it looks cooler on the screen than it sounds when you try and pronounce it. Yeah, it it, it does work. It does work. I'll give you that. Uh, you can also follow Debbie Marketplace at Debbie Marketplace. We'll tweet out the shows. Uh, join our Discord if you haven't. It's free. If you do want to join the Secret Shopper program, twenty five bucks a year. Shoot me a DM on Twitter, Discord. I'll I'll, I'll get you the the PayPal address. You get all our rankings. Uh, Devi rankings. We're going to be doing rookie rankings here pretty soon and getting those up. Um, you'll, you'll get the section of discord. You get a second podcast every week. So if you like the show and just want there's, we have like almost 50, I think podcasts in the, in the helm that you can get all from last year. So you can binge and listen to all those. It's worth it. It's pretty cheap when you break it down. So let me know if anyone's interested, you can hop in that. Other than that, we will uh, talk to you later. Thanks everybody.